0: This is the Millennial Realtor Podcast. You have questions about buying, selling, and investing in real estate, and we have answers to some of those questions. Today, I have Sarah Lissy to talk about the scary natural hazards that we deal with in real estate, so fire, earthquakes, landslides, all sorts of stuff, so we're going to talk about that briefly. So Before we go into the topic, we'll be right back with a short break. Okay, so I have Sarah Lissy here that um, interviewing she's our natural hazard expert and um, it's kind of a the the part of a a deal with the buying a house it's kind of boring because you're just looking at a bunch of stuff. But when you have a bunch of fires, like we do here in California right now. Yeah, we have earthquakes. Yeah it becomes more fun yeah so so it's it's not uh necessarily the thing at the time that you're thinking about uh, unless you're buying a house while th- this stuff is going on or selling it so i uh, just wanted to to thank you for coming in and, and uh, talking about this uh topic i know it's uh it's, you know fun for some and sometimes it's not fun dealing with it.
1: <laughs> Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of those things that I think that people kind of glaze over and they're like, it's not really as exciting as the mm-hmm. new kitchen, but um, it's definitely way more important because you want that kitchen to just still be standing. So.
0: Yep. You want the kitchen standing. You want the, the fun backyard. Yeah. Um, the
1: foundation. foundation, that
0: everything. everything. And you don't want Mother Nature to take a, a big toll on, on your house. Right. So, um, you know, before we jump into, I guess, um, some of the questions that are ready, uh, what do you see people failing to do when they're looking at NHD's uh, national hazard disclosures, just for the lingo of people listening?
1: Uh, Really, it's – most people don't even look at it. I think they get so much paperwork and so many disclosures, they don't even look at it. They Mm kind of just go, oh, okay, my agent's going to tell me what I need to know, and they they go right by it. And even though – I mean, I've had a lot of my – previous buyers that are now sellers, like I don't even remember this report. What do you mean I signed it? So it's it's one of those things that I think gets, gets looked over mm-hmm. more often than not.
0: Absolutely. So I guess um, what, what's your recommendation working with agents like ourselves when, when dealing with these reports?
1: Really to just take a moment and look at them. I know with our report we have a quick, um, we, have, we have a sheet that's called a snapshot. Mm-hmm. And that just tells you everything you need to be looking at. Because the reality is these pages are 35 pages of stuff. But not all of it is information you actually need to be looking at that pertains to the property. There's um there's statutory disclosures and which would be like Megan's law or things that aren't actual indeterminations, but we have to include them just sure. as a a protection for the buyers and for the agents to make sure that everybody's aware of of these things.
0: Okay. So what what exactly is in a an NHD report?
1: The NHD report's gonna give you any geological um findings about the property, so if they're flood zone, fire zone, and then it also gives you some of the tax information, uh, Melrose, the tax base, all that kind of information, which is nice. And then there's also an environmental section that'll give you any man-made hazards, which would be underground oil oil wells, gas tanks, um, things like that that are going to affect the property and maybe their decision to buy. Because at the end of the day, it's just informing themselves so that they can make that decision.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important when you mentioned about the tax part, because I actually had a buyer a few years ago and I didn't know about, it was Melarus, but in the report it stated it was melarus So So, um, so I was the agent that discovered it and not even the listing agent knew that information.
1: Yeah. I actually just had somebody call me a couple of weeks ago and say, I can't, thank you so much for that snapshot that you guys have because it alerted the buyer to the Melrose, same situation where they weren't aware of them. Mm-hmm. And so it brought it to light early in the transaction versus at closing going, hey, what do you, what do you mean?
0: Yeah. You have that loan estimate and, and oh, yeah, by the way, by the way 200 yeah. bucks a month extra on, yeah, exactly. on, uh, to live in this nice area. So, um, oh, and by the way, on, on the oil, I think that's important um, because uh, before I was in real estate, I was an oil executive, and LA was uh, number one as far as um, oil producing in the world about 100 years ago.
1: Yeah, you can actually, there's, um, in our report, we, we include the website where you can go onto the oil mm-hmm. trackers, and if you look out towards those beach and coastal areas, yep. I mean, it almost looks like a big black dot. Yep. There's so many oil wells there.
0: Right, right by Huntington Beach yes. and El Segundo, all that. Yes, that's all up
1: into Seal Beach, and yep. yeah, it, there's quite quite a few, and it's it's important information.
0: 25% of the world's oil. So, so good. Okay. Um, and then different level, what type of, um, different levels of reports are there?
1: So t- there's two different levels of reports. One okay. is the NHD with your tax information. And then there's that environmental section that you can add on. Um, it's not required by law that, hmm. but I would always recommend adding it on because that's the one that's going to give you the oil wells and, and the man-made mm-hmm. hazards as well.
0: Yeah, I, I will always recommend that as well. Anyway, because disclose everything possible so that you leave nothing right. to chance, and there's no surprises, no fire dangers, flood zones, all the the fun stuff that we're dealing with with right right now these days and. Um what what's what would be the cost of the difference between the different reports? Negligible?
1: So, yeah, I mean it's it's usually a 20 thirty dollar difference. Okay. Um, I know ours is sixty nine ninety five and then ninety nine, so it's a thirty dollar difference. Not much. Yeah. So well worth.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you want to be in a lawsuit for thirty bucks? I mean, come on. Not really. You don't want to. Okay. Um and with a natural hazard report, um, who pays for the report?
1: So that's a seller cost. It gets okay. paid through the seller's proceeds at close of escrow. Okay. So typically, it can get ordered at listing, or it can get ordered when the property sells. Mm-hmm. Um, either one is fine, but then it doesn't get paid until the escrow actually closes, and it'll get paid for the by the seller.
0: Good, and um, us as agents, it's best for us to find out this information before anything pops up just so there's no surprise we know what we're working with
1: yeah well. I, I always say sooner rather than later because there's no cancellation fee on it so you can o- always order at listing time mm-hmm. and that way you know if you're in a flood zone a fire zone anything that you're gonna need to alert potential buyers hey
0: mr. seller you're on a flood zone did you know that
1: yeah I'm sure they probably know because they're paying the
0: the, the incredible insurance, right. insurance premiums yeah we, actually we had a client a couple of years ago that they got redesignated onto a flood zone yeah so I think that's that's important. Um, do you do you know how they do that the flood process? How often?
1: It's not very often. Okay. So every once in a while, if there's a big thing, I know that they actually just redid some flood zones. So mm-hmm. a lot of people's insurance has changed, and there's not notification like, "Hey, we're changing it." They just FEMA just goes out and decides and determines. Okay, this is in a flood zone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I mean, it could be any ten, every 10 years, it could be there's a major flood and, you know, with the weather and, and the planes changing so much like they, they have and all the building that they've had. Maybe it wasn't a flood zone then, but now there's so many residences, it's now an issue and they have to go back and rezone.
0: And years like this, year, where we have a bunch of rainwater, have to yeah. rezone it. <laughs> yes. And uh, for the flood disclosure is now required for, for renters now these it days.
1: It is. It is. Um, and that has to do with renters not having insurance and the insurance doesn't cover, it covers the structure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cover all of your internal. Inside. Yeah. So um, they did make it mandatory that you disclose it to the renter so that they know. We have um, on our website, we actually have that report for free. So you can go Excellent. on and get it anytime you need it.
0: Excellent. And I'll have that uh, attached to the the links of the podcast. So, so to make it easy for people to, to contact you for any other questions and Anything else associated? Okay. Um, So what should buyers be looking for in in their report specifically?
1: Really when they get it, like I said, those indeterminations. Anything that says in is what they should look at. Um, With our report, like I said, you have that snapshot. Not everyone does it the same way, but our report has a snapshot and says, these are the indeterminations. This is what you need to look at. So um, high fire would be one that you really need to look for right Mm -hmm. away. Special flood um, because of those are the ones that you're gonna have extra insurance.
0: Okay, so flood fire you need to make sure you take a look at that for the fund insurance when they cancel you in the future. Yeah, or, or even
1: looking at what those premiums are gonna be mm-hmm. Going into buying that house
0: and, and in a way to negotiating the deal too. Yeah So you can actually negotiate it according to what your insurance is gonna cost to, to make sure it balances out for the payments right. Make sure that that's okay Um, so what, what should buyers do if the report shows them in a hazard zone?
1: Um, the first thing I would do is, I mean, I tell all buyers that they should get their insurance quotes early. Mm -hmm. Even if they're buying cash, they should get an insurance quote because at some point they're probably going to want to get it even after the close of escrow. So that's the number one thing is look at it because in the high flood areas, it could be significantly, um, large that number so you want to make sure that that's not going to throw off their premiums too much Mm -hmm. and then um, look into what that entails the high fire areas you know I've had some people who recently where there was a burn they can't get insurance right now so you know is that something that that's going to affect your buying decision
0: sure now what do you do in that case when the insurance cancels what what has to be done you know next to protect yourself as far as your property
1: um the biggest thing I would say is um there is a way, like you can go in and you can get the government insurance. Okay. I know it's pretty pricey and they have different kind of policies that they can do which would include the rest of the insurance mm-hmm. or the insurable stuff. Um I have a couple of really good agents, insurance agents that I usually refer that out to okay. um who specialize in, in doing the government insurance and wraparound policies to make sure that they're covered.
0: Right. Okay, so it's not a total failure after there. there's still yeah somebody that can be protected on you know when these fires that, that breaks out and, and uh, you need some type of coverage because yeah. you want to you know
1: you just want to make sure that you're using somebody who's reputable and that actually knows what they're talking about and deals with that um, because I have had a couple of my customers call me and say that there was an insurance agent that said yeah you can I will ensure there's no problem and then it turns out 60 days after close they get a a letter saying no sorry we can't cover it <laughs> and so there's 60 days of homeownership they've had no insurance
0: oh uh, that's that's fun that's yes. that, that, that is totally fun
1: <laughs> so nobody wants that angry call in the no of thanksgiving dinner
0: no 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 and uh <laughs> yeah especially right now with with everything going on in, in southern california and actually yeah. everywhere you know Destroying a lot of homes and also, uh, gosh, that's got to be increasing insurance on everybody else as well to to make sure that these companies stay in business to protect us.
1: Well, even the power outage is amazing. That you know you have people in Northern California without any power because of all of these fires. It just affects so much more than you even realize.
0: Well, yeah, and the other thing that nobody's really thinking about is that our technology is in silicon valley and guess where all those power outages are so it's close to that area so it's just like wow th- yeah. that, that you could never have it in a more worse location right. at this time because we are relying on the technology and, and yeah. everywhere right now that you need to use that um, okay so um, what so let's say you're in a community in a in a home ownership uh, association and you're close to fire uh, so zone. What what would you, what what would you recommend as far as for the community?
1: Um, there is a program called Firewise uh-huh. that that some communities get involved in. Um, I don't think there's too many in Southern California. I think there's one in San Diego, but it's a really good program that they have for communities where they can get together, and it actually helps lower their premiums. Great. And really, what it's just doing is the community doing um, annual events to make sure that brush is cleared and all the underneath foliage is all cleared out to make those homes as protected as mm-hmm. possible if a fire were to happen and go through that community. So it's a really cool program. It's it's a public program you can go on. I think it's firewise.com. If uh-huh. they need the information, they can always contact me. I'd be happy to share it with them.
0: That's good. That's good because everyone wants to reduce that that right now and... And now it's, it's just, you know, right in front of everybody's faces right yeah. now, being all over every TV, everyone's family members calling them about their oh, house. and Mark safe. <laughs> <laughs> Mark safe on We're Facebook. Like, you live check, like... <laughs> green, green circle check. Yeah, we want to make sure that that's uh, there. Um, okay, so uh, the environmental section of a report that covers what exactly again?
1: So those are your man-made hazards. Okay. That's going to be your okay. oil wells, your underground...
0: Okay. So we got that covered. Um, and then any other comp- type of companies that do this type of report that, um, you have,
1: uh, well, there's several competing companies, obviously there's, okay. there's there are a couple of in- companies in the industry that do them. Um, we, gotcha. I you know, okay.
0: Okay. Um, and then what, uh, does your company do SnapNHD do differently than everybody else?
1: So the one thing that we do that's really nice is we maintain our own data, Mm -hmm. meaning, so all the NHG reports, what they do is they compile public data. If it's not public data, we really can't give you any information because really we're taking government, state, local data and putting it all together in an easy-to-read format for buyers and sellers and agents. And so what we do is we maintain our own data, meaning that if there's questions, we're not using somebody else to get it. We can get... We can deep dive, we can look at it, what's the solution, what's the problem. I had somebody with taxes call me a week ago and the tax base came up as zero mm. and they were like, What is going on? Well, it turned out it was a nonprofit. Ah. Which was interesting. I didn't realize that that nonprofits don't have an assessed tax tax value. Right. So then we had to go in and manually figure out what the tax base was and give them all the information, but we have a great support team that can do that for them. Mm-hmm. So it just, it makes it nicer. Um, the other thing that we do is we get them out really fast. We're a technology company based, So they come out in a minute. We can deliver them on the weekend. So if you're writing offers and you need to know if it's a high fl- flood fire zone because it's gonna affect their buying decision, right? Um, we can push that report out really quickly on the weekend for you if you need. So those are some benefits. The other thing that we have is the, um, the free flood report for the tenants. Yes. And then we also have a really nice tax calculator they can use. Okay. So if they're out there, if you're out showing properties, it's really easy. I glaze over when somebody says tax calculator, I'm like, great. I don't know all the numbers. (laughs) That's the whole point of the thing. Like, I don't know this, but um, with ours, it's all it is is the property address, the sales price and the closing date. Okay. And then it auto populates everything for you. Okay.
0: Uh... We will be right back.
2: Here's Tony Mizeka with the local market update. Hi, this is Tony Mizeka from the Mizeka team in Mission Viejo, and I was going to give you the, the local market update for September 2019 and choosing another location called Ladera Ranch, which is the newest area here in the South County area close to Mission Viejo. Uh, for the month of September, uh, the average price for homes in Ladera Ranch because they are more exquisite homes. The average price is 1274000 which is about a 19% increase over the, the actual price of that home one year ago, which is a, a large increase for those that are selling their homes at this point. Uh, the average price sold with these homes uh, is pretty close to the asking price. Almost 97% of the asking price for the price of that home, which has been listed and sold in in fairly record time, there are three and a half months of uh, of inventory left for homes in Ladera Ranch. Now, talking about attached or homes, uh, which are condominiums or townhomes, in the month of September for 2019, the average price is 542 thousand which is a little bit less than last year's $581,000 for a townhome or condominium. The interesting thing about it is that more product has been going to the market right now so far as detached attached homes at this time that it's a fantastic opportunity to make a uh, possible offer on some of these properties if you've been looking for a condominium or a townhome in that area. That is the number right now and uh, if you have any further questions about it feel free to give me a call at area code 949-929-9051. Thank you. Thank you Tony for that local market update.
0: And we're back. Another question that I have is about um, earthquakes We're in California.
1: Yeah. So
0: you guys have the detailed map on, like, you know, faults, everything else associated with reports?
1: Yeah, we have. So what we have is the determinations, and then we do do a map that kind of gives them an idea of where they are. A common misconception is people think if they're in a fault zone, they're on a fault line, Mm -hmm. which is not the case at all. Um, They can't build structures. I think it's within 50 feet of an actual fault line. Okay. Um, so a fault zone just means that you're in the maximum zone of shaking, like this is going to have the most impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do give that information, and with in regards to earthquakes, there's a couple different determinations. One that's more prevalent down here in South County is the, li- the liquefaction. Yeah. Everybody thinks that their house... Liquefaction is really just... Um, it's a high water table under the soil, so okay. we're coastal. It makes sense, right? Um, and all that means is that if there was a really big earthquake and probably five, six, and above, yeah, it could cause the water table to rise, and the soil takes like a sand-like consistency, sure. And then the property could tilt or shift, and it could cause cracking in the foundation. So it's not like a um, your house is going to fall into the middle of the earth right. like in Florida. We're not going to have a huge sinkhole yeah. open. But it's, <laughs> it's something you need to be aware of in case there is like shifting and cracking in your foundation. That's good. So that's a big one in South County that I get a lot of questions about.
0: Yeah, that, that's good. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I thought of it, but I just forgot to write it down as far as a, a question <laughs> on uh, that. Um, so would, you know, being near fault line, who, you know, besides liquefaction um would new homes be more of a concern being near a fault line than older homes?
1: No, I think most of the newer homes are built to code. Okay. They're coming up with newer and better okay. um, building processes to make sure that the homes are going to be okay and that they move and they're flexible. I don't know if you've ever been, I was um, in a hospital when there's an earthquake. I've been in a hospital twice when there's an earthquake <laughs> and the whole, it's the scariest thing in the world. Cause I'm like, I don't know if this is the safe, safest place or the worst place to be yeah. <laughs> I'm right. really terrified. But um, the whole building just moves with it. Or a high rise or anything like Correct. that. You can feel the movement in the building. And newer homes are going to be built more to that standard. Mm-hmm. Whereas older homes, before they had that, I mean, you're more likely to have shifting and cracking and um, that kind of thing. Where they've got the old brick fireplaces or, or something like that. Sure. Those are the, the items that you're going to have concern with.
0: Okay. That's good. Uh, I think I got all your questions in um, as far as what I have. What, what else do you have, you know, to say about, you know, looking, you know, we've been together for a few minutes for a few questions. What else do you have to say as far as with natural hazards?
1: Um, I would just say that, you know, do your due diligence. Make sure you're looking at it and kind of looking at it. There's a lot of it's. It's really one of those things that people just kind of like. Ah, it's not that important. I'll deal with it later. Right, right. But it's always after the fact mm-hmm. when you're you've already bought the house that it becomes an issue. So do take the time to look at it. Make sure you're looking at it. A um, couple fun facts and an active fault zone is one that's been active for 100,000 years or more. I don't know how they discern that, like cave wall or yeah, yeah. geologists. So that... when you get an active fault, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's gone off any time in the last even two hundred years. Right. It just means that at some point in the last
0: hundred thousand, hundred
1: thousand years, it went off. So wow. Yeah, that's a that's a fun fact I like to leave people with. It's it's got a lot of
0: <laughs> drama
1: quirks. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: Okay, okay. That's that's all I have to say. And the best way to to get in touch with you. As far as you know, NHD reports.
1: Um, either phone number or email. Okay. Do you want to copy that? You want me to. Um,
0: you can state your your you know phone number, email if you want, and okay. I'll I'll attach it to the. So
1: smartphone. mobile line is seven one four six zero nine nine two nine nine, and then my email is just Sarah S A R A H at snapnhd.com. Okay.
0: Very cool, very cool. So, have any uh. Fun Halloween stories.
1: Oh gosh, you know I went all out this year with the decorations. Okay. It was so fun. Um, all my neighbors kept coming by and and oh, you're so festive. And are you going to do this for Christmas? I'm like, no. Probably <laughs> <not."> <laughs> like this is it. But pick one holiday. I, yeah, yeah. I'm like this is this is my one. I can do this. It's low stress. There's no gift giving or anything. It's mm-hmm. just a lot of fun. But that was that was it. Just easy, easy peasy trick or treating and. I love it. I love all the little kids dressed
0: up. Good. It's... And then afterward, you have an extra hour of sleep. Yes. <laughs> Except for a parent. It
1: doesn't yeah. really happen Yeah, it doesn't like happen that. with the yeah. kids. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> they're with like, the kids. I'm up, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's worse with babies, but uh, because, yeah, you know, they're not relying really on the clock compared yeah. to us. But, but we were
1: early to school this morning. I was <laughs> good,
0: like, good. Yeah, the 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 traffic was kind of iffy. Yeah, it's
1: it's definitely different. I like the time change. You any fun Halloween stories? Uh,
0: you you know know what? My sister every year, uh, she puts together, um, these this this thing called the social graveyard, and actually helped paint these tombstones of just different social, um, pop culture references throughout the year. So what did we lay to rest? Uh, White Claw. (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, um, platform sandals, Dunkaroos. There's about <clears throat> twenty four different tombstones. Oh, that is
1: so funny. So
0: do it every year, and um, but this year uh, my sister moved out of state, so you know I had that responsibility mm. this year. But she had the ideas, she had the the, the what we needed to get done, and and, added, and I painted all of them, and and everything else. So if you're interested, look on Social Graveyard on Facebook and. Yeah. You know, this year's we're on there, but uh, yesterday I took it down and uh, painted it black just so we can find another new uh, 24 poor poor souls for next year.
1: How long does it take you to put all those together?
0: Oh, geez. You know, it's about a a, a couple days. Um, I mean, this year it took a little bit longer because um, we, you know, it's my first time doing it on my own. Um, Actually, first time doing it. So I had to do that and figure it out, the paint and put it all together. It's a it's a project. It takes a few days. That's awesome. It takes though. a few days. And um, had a little bit of help of, as far as um, a couple neighbors that came in to help paint them. But it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, looking forward to it next year. Do you get is, a lot of reaction people? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. My parents love it because it's, it, it's in their... Um, farm. Uh-huh. So all the neighbors come in and, and take photos and take a look at it. And um, because it was a delay this year, they kept asking, them, hey, are they coming up? They oh, coming how up? funny. <laughs> they're, they're, they're expecting it every year.
1: It's amazing how um, one of the houses in my neighborhood always does a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And all year, like, well, for the first week leading up to Halloween, we were like, are they going to do it? Are they yeah. going to do it? And they didn't do it this year. And everybody was so disappointed. Mm-hmm. like what happened? Are they okay? We Like knocking on the door. Like where's our haunted yeah, house? Yeah. It's people get to. That's funny. Yeah. It's, it's,
0: a, it's a cool little Mission Viejo tradition in the La Paz tract that, that people always flock to every year, even if their kids don't live in the area.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so next year on Halloween, I'm coming ne- down to the ne- La Paz tract. <laughs> yep. You can take a look at the
0: social graveyard and and um it'll be set up next year um the only consistent tombstone that has never changed is nietzsche it's an inside joke with my sister when she was in law school so i don't know exactly why nietzsche always is on every year but yeah
1: all you know is you can't change it i I can't change it (laughs) (laughs) i'll
0: get a uh, yeah and i don't want to argue with a a lawyer so that's
1: (laughs) wise decision
0: (laughs) great well sarah thanks for joining and um appreciate you coming down and uh sharing with us, uh, disclosures that, uh, could save our, you know, buyers headaches and, and protect our sellers from maybe lawsuits. So thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you for
0: having me. All right. Thanks for coming in until next time. This is the millennial realtor podcast and we'll, uh, let you know the next one coming up.